Welcome to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined, grace-filled, and graceful, purpose-filled, and purposeful. Each episode, we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender. Not sure what that means? It's simple. We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes root and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. There's 170 women that are either mentioned by name or alluded to in scripture. But there is only one woman that Jesus ever tells us to remember. In the midst of a discourse about the end times, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. The only thing we know about Lot's wife in Genesis 19, 26, but Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. The angel of the Lord said, don't look back at what's burning down. Don't look back at what I am finished with. Don't look back at the thing I am delivering you from. Don't look back at that thing. Look forward to the future, it says, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. She got calcified and stuck in a place that she was only meant to be passing through. And our world has shifted and a shaking has happened and things as we've known it are burning to the ground. And that word look back in in the original language, it's look back with longing and a desire to go back. Her attachment to the past was greater than her commitment to the future. She wanted what she was leaving more than what God had for her in the future. We are so busy looking back and longing for the old that we're not moving into the new. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, CB, and we have a lot to cover, so let's just jump right into it. All right, y'all. I know y'all get sick of me and my hiatuses and my breaks and my long-term vacations. But listen, when I tell you, life has been lifing. So I'm going to discuss that really quickly and then we're going to jump right into the episode. I hope that everyone has been doing well. Thank you so much for just um, the encouraging words while I've been away on hiatus um, because they really help carry me through. So, listen. A lot has been going on, and we're going to get into the gist of that in this week's episode that I think is going to bless your soul, change your life, and hopefully also guide you into a deeper level of healing. Off the top, the audio that you heard right before the episode started, that audio was from a Christine Kane on Instagram. She is at Christine Kane. Um, And I just thought that that audio was fitting for this episode because we're going to talk about you say you trust God. So we've been to see because for how many of us has God given you a vision? Has God given you a plan? And the current state of your life looks nothing like the plan and the vision and the dream that God gave you. 
I know that that's where I am in this stage of my life. Um, and I feel like so many others are as well. And I know people personally who are also in that stage of their lives. So I'm hoping that this episode will resonate with you, will connect with you. And we're just going to jump right into it. So you say you trust God. We fin to see. We fin to see if you are going to trust God during the process of getting you from where you are to where God is destined, is creating your destiny to be, right? And I have like some notes here, but most of this is up here and here. So if it sounds like I'm all over the place, it's probably because I am. I'm really speaking from a place of vulnerability and from a place of transparency and honesty. And this is a raw conversation about what the last eight months of my life. Um, and also, we're going to like piggyback to a couple of years ago as well. So I have a lot to integrate into this episode. And I don't want to waste any time because I don't want to hold you too long. So let's just jump right in. Miss um, Christine Kane's post on Instagram grabbed my attention when I heard it because I felt like that's where I was in my life. God has given me such a clear and pristine vision and hope and dream for my future. And right now, my life looks nothing like that. And so I kind of felt like I was looking back like, wait a second, God, like you told me such and such. And I'm looking back on things like, but I'm not where you said I would be. You gave me this dream. You gave me this vision. You gave me this hope. So why doesn't my life reflect that right now? What am I doing or not doing that is preventing me, that is hindering me, that is prolonging me from getting to the place that you told me you would take me to? And so what we have to be careful to do is not allow our attachment to our past to hold us hostage from committing to the future that God has for us. And I think oftentimes when we think about our past, we think 10 years ago, you know, 10 months ago. No, your past could be 10 days ago. Your past could be yesterday. What happened during those times that you are still holding on to that is preventing you from living the life that God wants you to have and to live, right? So I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story, what's been happening with me in the last eight months of 2023. And then I'm going to tie that in to um, something that I experienced about two years ago. And we're going to bring it all full circle. I have a, an affirmation for you guys this episode. I have a, um, a meme. I have a seed of lavender that we're going to plant this episode. So just stick with me, guys. I promise we're going somewhere and I will not be before you long. And I'm going to actually not be before you long and not like what the pastors say when we in church on Sunday mornings. Okay, so listen. My year has been a year of great health issues. Um, in January, I found out that I had to have part of my cranium removed. And so the back part of my cranium behind my, this is my um, right ear, um, was removed. I had a blood vessel that was not functioning properly and it was preventing the proper flow of blood from my jugular downward um, and that put me at a high risk for stroke, blood clotting, and brain aneurysm. And 
as a single parent of two daughters who depend on me for 99% of everything, that was very scary news to hear back um, at the top of this year in January. Um, I did not have the surgery until the first week of April. And so just praying that God would protect me and keep me safe and hold from January to April was a real thing. I was depressed. I was suffering um, chronic anxiety to the point in which I have restarted medication. Um, therapy has been a continuous part of my healing journey for the last several years, but I've really um, gone even harder in therapy, right? I've been committed to my sessions. I've been committed to the work. I've been committed to the breaking of bondage that my life's circumstances has held me in for so long. And so I had the surgery in April. It was a successful surgery with some complications. Um, I came home from the hospital the following day and I did good for about the first six to seven days after coming home from the hospital from having a part of my cranium removed and the doctor filled that void with medical grade cement. He was able to repair the blood vessels so that I could have proper flow. So the surgery itself was a success. The recovery was gruesome. The recovery, um, after about a week or so, I developed an infection, an infection so bad that I was on antibiotics for a month. Not five days, not seven days, not even 10 days or 14 days, as you would for a normal infection, right? But a month, I was on the highest strain of antibiotics that my body could take. Um, I had to go to the doctor, which was in a different city that I reside in every other day to have a needle stuck into my head and the fluid drained off because I was retaining fluid and that was very dangerous. So every other day I was driving myself to a different city to have a needle inserted into my head and fluid drained off. Um, I was put on steroids to help with the inflammation. Then I developed an, a delayed allergic reaction where my entire surgical site and my entire scalp area around the surgical site, around the surgical site was inflamed with this horrible rash. Um, I could not sleep. I could not eat. I lost 11 pounds in about two to three weeks. And I was dealing with a transition in my life that really affected the state of my healing. Because I was healing fine until things in my life began to change and shift. And months passed before I put the connection together that when everything was good, you were healing well. When there were no fires in your life, when there was no drama, I was healing as the doctor said I should. He was actually very pleased at my first follow-up appointment at the surgery. And when I emailed him, you know, a week later, like something is wrong. I'm, you know, running a fever. I can barely get out of bed. He was like, 
It's been a week since your surgery. This is very uncommon for these things to develop now. If you were going to have a complication, a um, allergic reaction, um, any type of delay, it would have happened already. I've done these surgeries for the last 15 years. I've never seen a, such a delay in response that, as in what you're experiencing. And I realize it's because life has started lifing. And it was affecting my physical body. So not just emotionally and mentally was I going through a very difficult time, but those changes affected the physical state of my being, the physical state of my healing. My immune system was not immuning. <laughs> my nervous system was not, was not able to do its job properly because of what I was experiencing eight days after having a very serious surgery and you think to yourself how did I get here what role did I play in allowing these things to happen to me that are now affecting me in such a serious way y'all this could have ended badly we're talking about my brain right I had to go and get two CT scans because they were so afraid that the infection had spread to the cement. And if that had happened, I would have had to have had emergency surgery to take the cement out, allow the infection to clear, go back in, have another surgery, and put the cement back in. Y'all, like you, you don't understand the severity of having part of your skull and your cranium removed that houses your brain and how delicate um, all of the intricate parts of that is, right? The least little thing, you could suffer a brain injury, um, which could be life-threatening or life-altering. And so when I started to experience the emotional and mental trauma that I was experiencing that affected my physical being, I kept looking back. Like you heard in the video at the top of the episode, I kept looking back like, wait a second, what's going on? How did I get here? And in that moment, it was made so clear to me that God had given me a vision for my life that did not reflect the current state of my life. And it's been, you know, a few months later and my life still does not reflect the vision that God gave me. But if I say I trust God, then I have to trust that this is not happening to me, but it's happening for me. Nothing that we experience in this life is for nothing. The hurtful parts, the parts that break you down, the parts that confuses you and you don't know how you got there, they are happening for you and not just to you. So God gave me this vision for my life about a year and a half ago. A vision that brought me to my knees, a vision that had me in tears, a vision that I had prayed and longed for. And parts of that vision has started to manifest in my life. And I said, God, you are so good. I see what you have promised me. It's unfolding little by little, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. But what happens when it all falls apart? Are you going to look back and turn into a pillow of salt because God told you to look forward 
and to focus on your future and not what is behind you, not the people that have been left behind, not the things that you had to leave behind, but God is telling you to look forward because his plan is still true in your life. And you're saying, how can it be when my life does not look anything remotely close to what you have promised me? My life is falling apart and you're telling me to just keep looking forward? How when I've left so much behind? How when there's people that I love back there? How when it's things that meant a lot to me back there? I want to go back and get those things and get those people and, and grab on to the things that I left behind when I was plunged forward. And God is telling you and telling me that you can't move forward by looking back. I've noticed a trend in my life that whenever something great is going to happen in my life, I typically have some type of medical issue, some type of medical emergency, some type of something to make me fully surrender to God and fully put my trust in him. Because when life is going good, you are chilling. You don't really understand how much you are still depending on and trusting God, even on the good days, right? But when you're brought to your knees with a health scare, when you are brought to your knees with a death of a loved one, when you are brought to your knees with um, news that you never expected, that's when your faith grows a little bit strong because it's like, God, I'm in this situation and I need you to help me, right? And so I've noticed that trend in my life is that when I start playing God in my own life, God humbles me. He sits me down and he's like, you're doing too much and you're not allowing me to do what I need to do in your life. So I'm going to allow this situation to happen to you. I'm going to keep you through it. I'm going to make sure that you survive it. I'm going to make sure that you heal from it. I'm going to make sure that you recover from it. But this situation is going to bring you closer to me because you're not going to have anybody else to depend on but me. And so I've noticed that trend in my life. In 2021, I had a health scare during the thick of my divorce that brought me to my knees because I felt like I was handling my divorce on my own. Okay, this thing has happened. We are deciding that we are better apart than we are together. I got this. And God is like, but you don't. So let me allow this circumstance that's going to rock you to your core to happen so that you can begin to trust and lean on me and not yourself and not your friends and not your family, but fully lean on me. So in 2021, I've never spoken about this on the podcast. I have hinted at the circumstance and I've said that I would, but I've never spoken about it before. But in 2021, I had a hysterectomy. I learned that I had fibroid tumors and they had caused me to menstruate for 41 days. I lost so much blood and I was so ill. I could not get out of bed. I had lost all of my complexion. I could not keep food down. The process of that journey caused me to lose 27 pounds. And for those who know me personally know that I'm rather tall, you know, for someone who identifies as female. I'm 5'9", but I've always had a very slender build. So to lose 27 pounds, y'all, I was out here looking like I was not well. And I do not mean that just in the physical sense, right? Um, and I was in the thick of my divorce and... 
another 24 hour hospitalization, coming home, having to fully lean and trust that God will carry me through. And he did. He kept me, he healed my body. And then that vision that he had given me started to come to fruition in my life. And then a year and some change later, as that vision was beautifully unfolding in my life, it came to an abrupt stop, like a full-blown pause. And I'm still dealing with the transitions and the aftermath of a day that when I speak about it still causes me much angst and pain and anxiety because God will use his people to bring his vision to pass. But you know what is also true? The enemy will also use people that you would never suspect, that you would never imagine to try to bring his plan to fruition as well. So both things can be true at once. God is working, but the enemy is working as well. And we know three things about the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his job. And he will use those closest to you, those that you are building with, those that mean the world to you, those that you are connecting with and building relationship with and building um, camaraderie and, and community with to literally make you think that the vision God has for you and the plan God has for you is not true and valid. That's the enemy's job to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't care who he uses to make you think that he is stealing, killing, or destroying your destiny. But I'm here to tell you that my destiny is directly tied to God. And so is yours if you believe in the higher power that I call God. And so if my destiny is directly connected to God, no weapon formed by the enemy will prosper. And I think the part that we don't comprehend about that statement when we say no weapon formed against me shall prosper is that it never said the weapon will not form. It said the weapon shall not prosper. So the weapon can be a person, place, thing, illness, a financial woes, whatever that looks like for you, right? That thing is going to form. It won't prosper in your life. And sometimes it feels like it's prospering, right? When everything is going wrong, when life is truly lifing. I'm a true testament that when life is lifing, God is also guiding. We cannot get so distracted by the enemy's plan and his tactics and who he's using to take our mind off what God has promised us. God's promises are true. His mercies are new every morning. We are imperfect people that he still loved enough to sacrifice his only son. 
Do you know anyone who loves you that much? So I've had to really reckon with my mindset that, yes, God, my life looks nothing like the life you promised me, but I trust you. And down in my spirit a couple of weeks ago, as I was just processing how things were unfolding in my life, is when I literally said to myself, you say you trust God. So we thin to see. What do you do when your dreams are delayed? How do you respond when your dreams are postponed? Because right now my dream is on back order. You know, during the holiday season when our service um, and delivery carriers are backed up, you know, UPS and FedEx and DHL and USPS. And you'll get that email that says your package is delayed, but it's on its way. What do you do when that's true in your life? I'm not talking about that pair of shoes that you ordered. I'm not talking about that new piece of jewelry that you're waiting on, but I'm talking about your life. What do you do when your dreams are delayed? Do you give up? Do you throw in the towel? Do you curse God? What do you do? I encourage you to shift your mindset from my dreams are not denied. My dreams are simply delayed and I trust God to bring them into my reality when I'm ready. That's it right there. I can end this podcast because oftentimes God will stop our dreams while they are in progress, while they are en route to us because we are simply not ready for the outcome. We think we're ready. We think we can handle it. And God is saying, no, there's still a little bit of work that you need to do. There's still a little bit that I need to do in you and for you. About a month ago, I found myself in a place that I thought had been denied. And God had to remind me it's just delayed, but pay attention. Because when you start moving closer and closer to the thing that God promised you, sometimes your vision gets a little bit foggy. Sometimes you overlook the thing that God is trying to get you to see. And in most cases, God speaks to me in my dreams. That's been the case in my life since I've had the self-awareness self -awareness to know that that's how he speaks to me. But this particular day, I was <laughs> fully awake. And I literally heard God's voice say to me, pay attention, those two words only. And me being me, I ignored it. I'm like, yo, am I hearing things? Like, what is this? And he continued once more and said, pay attention. And so I did. And what I was able to see in that moment from just hearing God's voice and obeying his command allowed me to see a deeper picture than I had been able to see on my own without his intervention, right? 
And that moment really made me say, like, I'm even further from the vision that you showed me. Because what was just revealed to me, it's the complete opposite of what you promised me, God. So why would you tell me to pay attention to this thing that hurts me? <laughs> why would you tell me to pay attention to this thing that made me lock myself in the bathroom and sob? Why would you tell me to pay attention to the thing that was the opposite of what I had been told? Why are you allowing this hurt? Why are you allowing this pain? And at the session with my therapist the following week, and also meeting my therapist in person as I attended one of her live events, literally the next morning after God told me to pay attention, in my session with her that following week, I understood that I wasn't ready for the vision yet. I wasn't ready for the plan yet. And God needed me to see that the people in my life that's going to be a part of that ultimate vision and that ultimate plan also were not ready. Dreams delayed, not denied. Have you ever had to keep something to yourself that broke your heart? Because God has made it very clear to you that you are not to cast judgment, that you are not to be throwing stones at a glass house. Because he who cast the first stone, huh? we know that word, right? Be without sin. And God literally said, keep it. Because I'm going to show you that right now, this is what your life looks like. But in the future, you're going to think back to this moment and going to see that it was only me who brought you from there to here. I was not ready for the vision. I am not ready for the vision that God has for my life. There's still some areas of deep healing that is needed. And the people in my life who will be an intricate part of that vision also is not ready. God didn't say you were going to like the process. He didn't say you were going to love the journey. But he promised that we would have life to the full, that we would have life more abundantly. So do you think that it's without pain, without heartache? It's not. It's not. So you say you trust God. You fit to see. Because when we truly trust God, we are trusting him on the hard days. We are trusting him on the bad days. We are trusting him on the days where everything is going smoothly and seamlessly. I have had to hold something close to me that broke me 
Because God said in this season, we're only seeking wise counsel. In this season, we're not explaining ourselves. In this season, we are getting quiet and we are doing the work. And if you're truly trusting who you say I am in your life, then you already have all the tools that you need to navigate this season as I fully bring everything to pass. Oftentimes when God breaks your heart, it's to serve a bigger purpose. It's for a bigger reason. And you will heal and you will recover. And in the end, God will get all the glory. So if you're new to the podcast, the typical flow is the meat of the podcast, right? Which we've just discussed. And then I have a segment called So I Saw a Meme, where I explore the internet for memes that reflect the topic that we are sharing, right? And then we have an affirmation that I share, and we also have a seed of lavender that is planted, usually one word, that we nurture and water until it takes root and begins to grow in our lives, right? So let's get into that, because I believe those three elements is going to completely tie together this week's episode. So the I saw meme segment, I discovered a meme that was literally how my life has been for the last eight months of this year. And the meme is, God was protecting you from something that was going to steal, kill, or destroy your destiny while you felt you were being rejected. Remember, God has a plan for your life. Again, going back to the enemy's job to steal, kill, and destroy, and him not caring who he uses or what he uses to get his job done, right? We are often like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And we look at it as a sign of rejection when God is saying, nope, that was protection. You think God doesn't know the enemy's plan? You think God doesn't know who the enemy's using to get to us, to get us off of our journeys, right? He knows, Nothing happens that he is not aware of. He's omnipresent. He's always with us, right? So don't look at life circumstances as a rejection or God doesn't care about me. He's forgotten about what he showed me, what he told me. That's God's protection because in my case, I wasn't ready for the the bigger plan, for the bigger vision. God still had to do some work in me. He still had to do some work in those that are connected to me to get us to the place that he showed me. The affirmation for this week is it's still going to happen. I don't care what your life looks like right now. And I'm not saying that in a sense of what you're going through doesn't matter or what you're going through isn't significant or what you're going through you know, is it's pointless. No, I'm saying that in the sense of it's still going to happen in spite of what your life currently looks like. It's still going to happen in spite of your current circumstances. It's still going to happen in spite of. We have to have an in spite of faith. 
And no matter what this looks like, no matter what comes my way, God, I trust you. That's our seed of lavender for this week. Trust. Do we really know what the word trust means? Like, I know oftentimes we say, oh, I trust you or, you know, people have to earn trust, this, that, and the other. But trust is defined as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So if I truly say I trust God, then that means I believe that he is reliable. I believe that he is truth-worthy. I believe that he has the strength and ability to be who he has proven himself to be in my life. That's what it means when I trust God. So I trust God with my current circumstance. I trust God with the path that he's chosen to get me from here to there, even though it doesn't feel good, even though it doesn't look good, even though it's the polar opposite of what he's shown me. I trust him. I trust him. So, again, I didn't want to hold you long. I didn't want to sugarcoat the difficult year that I've had. I didn't want to fake like everything was okay. I didn't want to come up here and act like my life is just, you know, this beautiful piece of artwork. Because the reality is that it's not. But most masterpieces don't start out looking like masterpieces, right? They start out looking like drawings and colors on a canvas. And the more that happens along the process of creating that piece of art on the canvas, the more you're able to see the bigger picture, the more clear the picture becomes, right? That's where I am. I have the canvas in front of me, but the picture isn't clear yet. So I'm committing myself to the work. I am dedicated to my healing journey. I will not allow the work the effort, the intention of the enemy to steal my joy. Because joy is the gladness that we have that's not based on our circumstance. I have it tatted right there. I still have joy in the midst of the storm. I still have joy as God is perfecting my canvas. More parts of this story will unfold. I'm excited about my future. I'm excited about your future. And I'm excited to share this journey with you. So I hope something that was said in this episode 
whether it was the audio that played prior to, whether it was something that I mentioned, the meme, the affirmation, or the seed of lavender that was planted that we will water and nurture, right? Trust. Do we fully trust God to be God in our lives? I hope something will carry you through your hard days. I hope that something said will encourage you not to give up because your painting isn't complete yet. I don't care what it looks like. God can turn it around. I love you. I am so grateful for your support throughout the years as life has truly been lifing, okay? But just knowing that there's a group of people who still believe in me is also a part of that bigger picture and that vision that God has promised me. Pay attention to the signs, pay attention to the little things. They are important. And it's always be good to yourself and each other. Until next time.